Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Chargers Lately. I am your host, Michael Peterson, and it is officially Chiefs Week. It is the first game against an AFC West opponent in 2020, and it just so happens to be the reigning Super Bowl champs. Now, this one's going to be tough. You know, that's the theme this week is how the Chargers are going to keep up with this explosive, high-powered offense. And I mean, no matter who the Chiefs play, that's going to be the theme, right? How is anyone going to keep up with a team that scores 35-plus points a game? It's going to be tough. The Chargers obviously did win against the Chiefs back in 2018. That, but again, that was a close one. You know, I don't even remember the last time the Chargers were able to win not even just convincingly, but not on the last second something or other, right? In this past decade, you know, it's it's been a tough series for the Chargers to win. I mean, the Chiefs have just been their kryptonite. You know, they finally figured out the Broncos, especially when Peyton Manning went down. They've, they've you know, battled it out against the, the Raiders. That can go either way. It's a tough division, but, I mean, especially with this Chiefs team, man. And, again, with Mahomes, it's even more so. And just some quick hits here about these two teams the Chargers are one in three versus Mahomes since he became the starting quarterback uh, for the Chiefs one win in the last six years and again they are the reigning Super Bowl champs I believe and you know, off the top of my head before the 2018 overtime victory that wasn't that wasn't overtime excuse me um, that last second victory 
The last time they won was in overtime in 2013, and I believe there was a game-winning touchdown catch by Seiya Tutu. Excuse me, if you guys remember him at all, that's a name for you. Um, it's just again hasn't been that great. Um, and, and just to make things you know worse, <laughs> paint this picture of just how incredibly hard it's probably going to be on Sunday to to beat these Chiefs. Just listen to this: since starting or earning the starting job. Uh, for the Chiefs, Mahomes is 7-0 in the month of September. In the same month of September, he has thrown 26 touchdowns to zero interceptions. He has thrown for 300 plus yards in all but one of those seven games in September. And every single game in September, he has thrown for three touchdowns. That's a tough look. And if you didn't know, that one game that he didn't throw 300-plus yards in was the week one game this year against the Texans when they did hold him to 211 yards passing. So put that all together, it paints this picture that this is going to be hard. You know, like no matter what you want to say about what the Chargers can do, can't do, whatever, like history just shows that the Chiefs, especially with Mahomes, are going to be probably the best team through the first month of the season. And I don't doubt that whatsoever they're a tough team to figure out and when you think you figure them out they Andy Reid the maniacal evil genius that he is will throw another wrinkle in there and that's just really really hard to keep up even for a team like the Chargers or the Raiders or Broncos who do play the Chiefs twice a year it obviously still you know is something they can't seem to figure out uh quickly going back to uh, an overview of how the Chiefs did against the Texans week one Mahomes finished 24 of 32 for 211 yards and those three touchdowns. Now, and, and, and this guy is going to be a key in, in this week's matchup as well. But uh, Clyde Edwards Alaire, the rookie running back at LSU for the Chiefs, toe to the rock again, his first NFL game, had 25 carries, but he was able to turn that into 138 yards rushing with a single rushing touchdown. And I believe after the full slate of week one games, and including the Thursday night game this week, that that is still the, the the high right now for rushing yards. Not total for the season, but no one's rushed for more than 138 yards through the first, you know, one week and a half of the season. Sammy Watkins, like he did last season, he kind of led the team in receiving yards and catches this season. Uh, but last season when he did it, he did score three touchdowns, had a bunch of yards, and then didn't go on to score any more touchdowns. So kind of the same thing here. Sammy Watkins finished with a team-high seven catches for 82 yards and a score. Travis Kelsey pitched in six catches for 50 yards and a score. And Tyreek Hill had a little more of a quiet game, just five catches for 46 yards and a touchdown as well. Looking at their defense, um, you know, Chargers offensive line right is, it's better. It is much better than it was last year. And it looks like they are getting uh, starting guard Trey Turner back for the Chiefs game. But the Chiefs were still able to get after the Texans. And the Texans have one of... You know, you could argue that it's one of the worst offensive lines in the NFL. Even with the Laramie Tunsil, you know, a good young left tackle at on the left side, right? They're still one of the worst. Um, Chris Jones, monster of a defensive tackle, one and a half sacks. Frank Clark, a sack. Linebacker Dorian O'Daniel in his second year, one sack. And Alex Okafor had a half sack. Okafor is going to be out this game. That is huge as well. Um, and then Legereus Sneed, their rookie cornerback from Louisiana Tech, had the lone interception of Deshaun Watson in this one. Now, real quick, I'm going to pull up the Chiefs injury report just to double check I get all the names right here. So like I said, Alex Okafor is out. So one of their starting defensive ends will not be there for the Chiefs. 
it looks like Kalen Saunders, a backup defensive tackle, but he did play quite a bit. He's a rotational guy. He'll be out. And then one of their starting cornerbacks, Javarius Ward, he will be out, uh, broke his hand against the Texans. So some decent players that, you know, somewhat notable being out um, for the Bolts, right? Like those are good things. You know, they don't have Rashad. I believe it's Rashad Fenton's out, or he's the one getting his first career start. No, that's it. Rashad Fenton is getting his first career start at corner because Rashad Breeland is still serving uh, four-game suspension. And then Shavarius Ward, that is another one of their starting corners. So they will be without their starting two corners. That's a good thing for the Chargers, again, who may have to throw it a little bit more and be more successful in that facet than they were against the Bengals' defense. Um, we're going to go to my three keys for this game. Um, again, I don't know if you can really pin down any specific, like, if they do this, they're going to win. Because this whole week, NFL Network, ESPN, everyone who's talking Chiefs Chargers, they've tried to explain what the Chargers can do and what they did in the last couple games, right? They, they limited them to under 200 yards passing. The, the Chargers did it twice last year and, and only three times in all of 2019. Did Patrick Mahomes get held under three? Uh, excuse me, two hundred yards passing. Chargers did it twice, so everyone goes, "You look, the Chargers did it." You know, they just have to stop the run. They just have to do everything else. They already have the recipe. Well, I I look at the last two games, right? Yes, he didn't throw for over two hundred yards, but they rushed for a ton, and they had broken tackles, and and even in one game, I think it was their first matchup. Patrick Mahomes led the the Chiefs in rushing, and I mean. It's like you take one thing away from the Chiefs, they're just going to use the other options right on the table to, to beat their opponent. Um, so it's going to be tough, but as, as far as I got in terms of my three keys to potentially the Chargers walking away with a victory um, on Sunday, these are those things. So number one I have is uh, the Chargers need to marry the run with the play action. And when I went back and watched the film... Uh, week one film against the Texans, what I saw was a really aggressive front seven that will get in your face, send some pressure, even on early downs. First and second down, the, the Chiefs will walk linebackers up into B gaps, A gaps, try to mess with you, whether it's give you aggressive looks or actually be aggressive. They will do both those things. I saw the Texans find some success on some zone reads some RPOs and and play action that it was derived especially off those specific RPOs and and zone reads and stuff like that like it, it, you know if they found something on a sweep to the right they worked the play action play action off of that if they did a zone read where they optioned Frank Clark on the end of the line of scrimmage they use a play action pass off of that as well i think it's a big deal for them to really marry those two not just run and use play action but when you have successful runs, use the play-action passes that help uh, alleviate the, the stress of the, the offense because they already saw that we can be successful with this run. They're going to commit to that. They are overly aggressive. The linebackers, when I was watching, would stay about a yard or two up closer near the line of scrimmage than the normal five yards that you see linebackers start at. So they want to stop the run first and, and foremost, which is weird because you think they'd want to stop the pass being with some of their cornerbacks out. That's just not what I saw here. So... I need them to be a little more married, nuanced in the play action game. Uh, against the Bengals, you know, there was a decent amount of play action, some naked bootlegs, some stuff off, uh, some zone reads and stuff like that. But it looked like Taylor was a little hesitant. It looked like he was 
way too cautious in terms of pulling the trigger. There was a couple plays where he could have had a much larger gain. Maybe, you know, he he tucked it and ran when he could have threw it for a bigger gain because he just wasn't confident in himself. I know there was one specific where he he uh, booted out to the left and he had Hunter Henry in the flat. And instead of hitting Hunter and to give him, you know, four plus yards of, of yak for him to get, he hit him within a stride or two of the, of the um, out of bounds line. And it was only like a gain of two. But you watch the play over and over again. You're like, if he just would have made the call to dump it down to Henry and let him get what he could, it would have been a much more manageable of a second down, third down, whatever, you know, what have you. So he needs to make better decisions and they just need to be more nuanced in the run game, the play action game, and try to marry those two as much as possible. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Uh, number two is they need to make Patrick Mahomes grind out their drives. If you saw two years ago, the Colts beat the Chiefs in the regular season. Yeah, I believe it was the regular season because I know they played again in the postseason. But in the regular season, man, the, the Colts just ran it down the Chiefs' throat. You know, they limited the big plays, and the, the Colts behind guys like Quentin Nelson, man, Braden Smith, that offensive line is great. They just churned out the yards. They slowed the, or excuse me, they quickened the pace of the game in that the clock wasn't being stopped because they weren't throwing it as much, man. They were just letting the clock tick, grinding out drives. Uh, and in this facet, they need to make Mahomes do that. And the reason why the Chargers were able to limit him under 200 yards passing twice last year is that they let everything open up underneath and they weren't going to give him the big play. Casey Hayward told the media this week that the Chiefs are big play hunters. And so what they're focusing on is stopping that. Let them have their five yard outs. Let them have them short crossers. Let them do what they don't want. Because eventually they're going to get tired of dinking and dunking and they're going to try to chuck one deep and hopefully one of our safeties or cornerbacks is there to make them pay. So, but you know, kind of what I talked about earlier uh, this game where the Chiefs just find a way to, you know, win if, if their main way of usually putting up points is blocked, is limited, right? And that's, that's the big plays. They're going to try... To run it, and they were successful last season. They combined to rush for 145, 147 yards between the two contests, and and one of those things actually, I think I believe it was in the second game, uh, one of the last games of the year. Damian Williams, their running back, churned off a 84-yard score, and it involved like a bunch of missed tackles. Right, like the Chiefs, excuse me, the Chargers' run defense was not good last year. It just wasn't. They missed so many tackles. Guys like Thomas Davis and and people, you know, who who were bad in that facet aren't on the team anymore. If you saw what they did to the Bengals, and the Bengals don't have a good offensive line, I understand, but they did look a lot better fitting gaps, um, getting into their fits, stopping the run in general. So I'm hoping that carries on into week two against a better team. They have all the same people, and in fact, more people like Chris Harrison this year, Adderley, to help them stop the big plays, the passing game. And with the addition of Linval Joseph, 
Uh, Kenneth Murray had a pretty decent game. A healthy Denzel Perryman. It sucks that Drew Tranquil's not here, but I think they're better suited to also stop the run. So I think this defense is a little more complete, and they'll be able to handle a complete offense like the Kansas City Chiefs. So make them. They're not going to get the big plays. They're not going to chuck it downfield. Make them grind it out on the ground as well. I understand that means stopping Clyde Edwards a layer over and over and over again, a guy who's so incredibly evasive and elusive for a rookie running back. I know that's a tough draw, but that's probably the one way the Chargers are going to win this game. They've got to shut him down as well as continue to limit Mahomes through the air. After all these games against him, man, they've got to find an edge somewhere, and hopefully that will be this Sunday. Uh, finally, my last key to a potential Chargers victory over the Chiefs is replicating the turnover differential from week one. So the Chargers came away from their win over the Bengals plus two in the turnover department. And that's obviously always a plus. The team ended the 2019 season in last place within that category. So starting out in the positive from the jump is probably a big deal. Now, if you're Anthony Lynn, you believe those turnovers made the difference in a close 16-13 game, and you're going to keep preaching the importance of taking the ball away more than you give it. All of last year, Mahomes threw only five interceptions. Two of those interceptions came against the Chargers, one in each of their two contests. Now, aside from intercepting Mahomes, the front seven is going to have to make someone cough it up on the ground. A fresh-legged Denzel Perryman did an excellent job of putting his helmet on the ball and forcing a fumble from Joe Mixon last week. And Joe Mixon was a guy who hadn't fumbled the ball in like 621 touches or something like that. Like It was an incredible streak. And Denzel Perryman finally being healthy made it happen. It was awesome. It was a huge momentum-shifting play for the Chargers. And again, I believe one of the main reasons they were able to win last week. Now, CEH, or Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, is a shifty and elusive back. But Perryman does have an uncanny knack of being able to square up opposing ball carries in the hole and land actually good solid hits. Not just, you know, making contact as he skims by you, but like making sure the hit, you know, makes contact, but also like you're able to put something behind it, I guess, right? Like a lot of running backs try to not so much avoid hits, but not avoid the straight on hits. Well, Denzel Perryman's really good at making sure these hits land and land really squarely, land just well, I guess is, is the best way I can describe it. Uh, and, and with this defensive line, again, with the addition of Linval Joseph, they've got to hope the defensive line can, can consistently funnel ball carriers, so CEH, into their second-level defenders like Perryman and, and Kenneth Murray, where they will be able to land good concrete hits. Um, so I want to end this part, and to be honest, we're actually close to ending the show anyway, but I want to end you with, with this thought, and this is a mindset I have from when I was still playing football at the collegiate level. And that's the saying that I got, I don't know who told me, I heard it somewhere, whether it was in high school, college, what have you. Um, the saying is simply that big time players make big time plays. You've probably heard it, it's not like a super niche saying, it's pretty straightforward, but big time players make big time plays. And if you look at this defense, the Chargers defense, you will say, that it's filled with big-time players. That's good and dandy, and you can make of it whatever you want. They can look as good on paper as they want, but until they step on the field against bad teams, good teams, everything in between, they're going to need to make big-time plays. 
if they are big-time players, they need to make those types of plays. They can be seen as elite. Everyone wants to call them elite, elite, elite. This Chargers defense is elite. They need to play at an elite level. And that means whether it's a good team, bad team, whether it's the Bengals or the Kansas City Chiefs, the Chargers need to play at an elite level. Whether or not they will, that remains to be seen come Sunday. But it's going to be a phenomenal matchup. It's the first home game in SoFi Stadium. There's not going to be any fans there, which absolutely sucks. But I don't think there's going to be any lack of motivation. It's the Chargers. It's the Chiefs. Chargers are obviously so sick and tired of losing to the Chiefs. Probably sick and tired of, of, of hearing that no one's giving them a chance. They're going to come out hot, motivated, and ready. We can only hope. But all right, guys, that ends the show today. Um, as always, I am your host, Michael Peterson. If you don't already, follow me on Twitter at Zone Tracks. That's spelled Z-O-N-E-T-R-A-C-K-S. Uh, also, if you, if you haven't seen the work over at BolsFromTheBlue.com, that's our Los Angeles Chargers blog at SB Nation. Please go over there. Check it out. We do a lot of great work. Um, come join the community, man. It's a ton of fun, especially on game days, man. We're just chalking it up all day about whether the, you know whether it's the late night primetime game, the Chargers game. We do have a ton of fun. Really appreciate you guys uh, listening in, keeping me company today. Um, Chargers play tomorrow, man. I absolutely cannot wait. Hope you guys got your new sleek jerseys. I still need to get mine. Probably going to get a white one. Don't know which player yet, but we'll see. Uh, thanks a ton, guys. As always, I will talk to you later next week.